0: It's obvious. I'm John Verhoeven, and I was a cop back in the 80s in Sydney. And I'm Paul Verhoeven, John's son. I'm an author, and I wrote two books about Dad's time as a cop. The first five seasons of Loose Unit spanned my time in general duties, forensics, My time as a firefighter and even my stint running a funeral home.
1: This season, we're visiting the locations of Australia's most notorious, baffling, horrific crimes
0: and looking at what happened there. From Snowtown to the family, from the Morehouse murders to haunted highways. This season of Loose Units is your go to guide to the worst crimes in Australian true crime history. Welcome to Loose Units, The Shadow Files.
1: Hello, and welcome to Loose Units, The Shadow Files. Dad, a couple of days ago, an article came out in the ABC News and a couple of other outlets, actually. And I'm going to read from it for you now because I think it is somewhat pertinent to this case, to this ongoing saga. uh, The Kellett case that we have been looking into for the past three weeks, actually. Here we go. A number of items of interest, and that's in quotation marks, a number of items of interest have been recovered from a disused gold mine amid what police are now calling an unsolved double murder case in the West Australian Midwest. So, eight years after the investigation, uh, Mm. this guy has gone off and done his own search, and he's found, and I quote, a garment down the mineshaft buried under rubble at the base. Now, he's keeping his identity uh, anonymous. He only wants to be known as Rick. But Rick's finding of the garment has prompted a fresh investigation by the police who've been doing this massive investigation uh, for many, many days. And apparently they have found, and this is a quote from uh, WA police, a number of items of interest were seized. These will be subject to forensic examination. Inquiries remain ongoing. And as usual, Crime Stoppers is still appealing for anybody uh, if they have any more information about the case. But uh, this sort of ties very neatly into what we're going to be talking about today, mm. which is uh, further investigation into... Look, I guess the question here, Dad, is the Kellets went missing in WA mining country after a trip with a Mr Milne He came back unscathed. The circumstances around Mr. Milne's return are a little bit uh, confusing, interesting, whatever adjective you want to use. We talked about that in the previous weeks, but this week I'd like to start by looking at whether you think it was an accident or not. But first of all, we know where Raymond was. They
0: found his body. What happened to Jenny? At the beginning of the podcast, you said, look dad, I'm going to mention something that's been in the news. Mm -hmm. I've been getting a lot of feedback from listeners you know, sending in uh, various snippets, which I have not read. I have I've read none of them. I've I've I didn't want to do any reading, and I guess the proof's in the pudding, mm-hmm. and that is that what you just mentioned then is because I've come up with my own theories, of course. That simply backs up what I've thought all along. Interesting. And I guess I should sort of spill the beans now. So, listeners, I just need to reaffirm the fact that I've had my own ideas because I've been very much consumed with this case mm-hmm. for at least a month.
1: Well, should we not then finish with your theory, but go through the pros and cons, and then finish on what you think oh, happened?
0: Okay. Also, because it's
1: an ongoing case, we need to be super careful. Agree. In terms of yeah yeah.
0: Agree, but I would like to just say that. In light of some clothing being found, mm-hmm. I'm not surprised at all. In relation to where's Jenny, I believe that she never walked away from that area. I've always believed she's there, and I find it troubling that... I mean, I'd really like to get to the bottom of, and I've read the Coron's report probably four times, I can't find any information, listeners and Paul, as to whether they actually... I mean, sure, they go down 140 wells, shafts. They they look down. They use a torch. They determine that there's nothing at the bottom. But, Paul, if I was a murderer, Mm -hmm. I would bury the person in this case, uh, the wife, at the bottom of a shaft. And I would like to know how deep every single shaft has been excavated from the the base or the surface that you would then, as you've lowered yourself, you'd be standing on the base of the, you know, the surface, the topsoil. How far down does then, does one dig? Because is that not... A wonderful place. Too where do you hard. start looking? Yeah, where do you start
1: looking is the real conundrum here because it's it's an enormous area. And mm. like you said, if you dig just below the surface, you could find all manner of stuff. But if we head through to the um, coroner's report... Uh, The coroner said at the end of uh, their conclusions, I'm satisfied that Jenny did not leave the sandstone area and that her body remains in that area at an unknown location. Mm. Uh, And she says here, Jenny's remains have not been located. It is therefore not possible to find the cause of Jenny's death. I find that the cause of Jenny's death is unascertainable. Now, that's totally fine. Um, I don't know how plausible it was that she kind of left the area and has not been found since. I think the real concern here is that something happened to her the question is what Mm. but there are two sort of different schools of thought in terms of the fates of Raymond and Jenny Kellett one is that the deaths were accidental Mm. and I'm saying deaths now because the coroner has in fact said look I think it is pretty obvious and you've you've backed this up Mm. that Jenny has passed away the question is where and how right um and maybe even when but on the one hand you have uh accidental deaths and the idea that their deaths were an accident was put forward by senior sergeant whitehead mm. and and then the coroner has gone through it and said uh, i absolutely do not think it's an accident i think it's very unlikely that it's an accident um so do you want to go through um senior sergeant whitehead's arguments first as to what he thinks potentially happened because it all sort of revolves around and by the way listeners a lot of you got in touch and said what's happened with the dog what's happened with ella the reason ella has not been brought up until now is because Ella plays pretty prominently into Senior Sergeant Whitehead's theory as to how Raymond and Jenny met their apparently accidental deaths. Is that correct?
0: Mm. Well, a theory posited by the sergeant is that the dog was known, apparently, for just running off and chasing kangaroos. Bearing Mm -hmm. in mind the breed of the dog, it's a massive dog. Have you ever seen this breed? Big dog, yeah. Huge, and they do have... Um, problems with their hips because they're so big they get what's called hip dysplasia and and, you know because they're so sort of they're like small horses now he he posits that the dog ran away they've chased the dog in fact he says that his theory being that they actually hopped on the you know the um the motorbike Mm -hmm. um it's a four-wheel vehicle. Um, what's it called? The, oh, there's a word for it. Anyway, and they've chased the dog, but then halfway up a hill, they they locate this particular vehicle mm-hmm. a long time after. And as the coroner rightfully says, if the husband and wife are on this vehicle, a quad bike, that's it. Yeah, and they're going up a hill chasing a dog. Why would they then stop, hop off the bike, and keep going on foot? Let's not point yet.
1: Let's hold off from pointing out the contrary viewpoints uh, just yet. Okay. Yeah. So let's walk through what he actually thinks happened. Right. So they leave the quad bike. Uh, Mm. They plan on coming back to it later on. Mm. Um, And then Ray is chasing the dog, whose name, as we established, is Ella, Mm. up, up a mound because the lip of each mine shaft is raised slightly. So the idea is that Ray is chasing the dog up one of these, doesn't see the shaft, um, and then falls to his death, mm. right? Yeah. Um And the argument there was also that uh, the edges of those mine shafts are a little bit unstable, so it's possible that anything happened. My my problem here, and we will keep going with this, is what um, Whitehead thinks happened with Jenny at this point. So Jenny's okay. not... In the, please walk us through
0: what he thinks happened. Well, imagine, and I don't like to sort of insert mm. people that we know into the equation, um, but just, just picture you know, a couple. Uh, they've been married for a long time. According to the family, there are no dramas, there are no financial problems. They're, they are ostensibly, um, to coin that very common, often misused phrase, they're happily married. Things are just great. And the theory put down by the police officer is that the husband uh, goes down the shaft, the wife is absolutely overcome with shock, terror, or is sort of just absolutely just beside herself. She'd be, if you follow his theory, she would of course probably made her way to a distance relatively close to the entrance, bearing in mind her own safety, and she would have started screaming, shouting, listening, and on the balance of probabilities, according to this theory, would have heard nothing, been inconsolable, and then at a certain point maybe lit that little fire which they found, mm-hmm. the entrance to the shaft. Had a cigarette, hence had the a, cigarette butts, yeah. Had a cigarette, which doesn't, exclu- doesn't um, explain... The DNA on one of the cigarette butts is being that of Mr. Milne, who denied ever being in that vicinity. His mm-hmm. excuse, in relation to the cigarette butts, which I find troublesome to put very, very mildly, as we as we said last week, uh, and he wouldn't say this directly to the magistrate. He said it through his counsel, which always kind of sometimes makes me feel a little bit funny about. People that won't actually answer a question directly—they will always do things. Perhaps the his counsel advised him. Mm-hmm. Perhaps the counsel thought if he starts going down the rabbit hole, he may sit, say things that he may later regret. Um, but he just reckons that mysteriously three cigarette butts got caught in the in the grooves of various, you know, probably police officers. Shoes and all magically walked from the camp to that campfire site, which happened to be within metres of where they found Ray's body. I mean, that's just, to me, quite extraordinary. Yes. Um, so then the theory then is that ultimately night would have come. She tried to make her way back to the bike, which was a long way away, might I add. Yeah, from this it was at least half a kilometer away, uh, which is that's a lot of you know distance, and then I do, I do, became disoriented. Really, yeah. But she's never right. been found, mm-hmm. and they've done extraordinary searching, and she's she's nowhere to be found, or is she, um, which we can talk about um, soon.
1: But uh, that- just quickly at the at the inquest, um, there's a couple of assumptions here that. Uh, senior sergeant whitehead laid out uh, and that i'll walk through now so these are the assumptions um which he relied on to come to his conclusions uh first of all that the dog ran away from the campsite being in the habit of chasing kangaroos yep that's fair hmm. that ray and jenny quickly departed the campsite on the quad bike to bring the dog back seems feasible uh i don't recall and you you may have better recollection than i as to whether they often chased ella on foot or with the bike but either way. That in the process, for an unknown reason, they got off the quad bike and walked another kilometer. Yes, the, that's a kind of odd thing. That Ray ran up the narrow rise and fell into the mineshaft. Jenny sat there the rest of the day, which again, that's, that seems odd to me. And the darkness came faster than Jenny expected. Um, it's, look, he, Senior Sergeant Whitehead uh, was experienced with search and rescue in that area. Uh, he was familiar with the you know, with the territory and he based his assumptions on all of those things I just laid out, but also just a general level of expertise. It doesn't sit a hundred percent right with me. I I must admit that I'm sort of sitting on the side of the, uh, of the coroner who laid out their reasons for why
0: they think that none of this is particularly Hmm. likely. Now they were, they were experienced. They had a farm they were just experienced. They had the four wheel drives. They had the knowledge. Hmm. They, um, You know, they were just absolutely sort of a part of that environment. It didn't phase them at all. They knew the risks. Mm. Something's definitely... At this stage, I think it's fair to say, Paul, that uh, in my opinion, uh, it's a double murder.
1: Well, just quickly, before we get to that, Mm. based on where the quad bike was left and the direction of the quad bike in, in relation to the mineshaft where Ray's body was found, if you approach the mineshaft from that direction, there is a rise. Yeah? Yep. And there's some old wire popping out of the ground, but it doesn't look like a hole that just appears out of nowhere. And this is something the coroner points out. If you are Ray and you are familiar with the territory, and you, you know, you... You know what you're doing. You're not going to run up this mound past this wire and just sort of fall. It's not a fucking booby trap. You're not... Th- this is what they think is unlikely, okay? Hmm. The coroner also points out in relation to the possibility of Jenny kind of freaking out and then becoming lost and wandering off and falling down a hole herself or whatever. They said, A, there is no evidence that Jenny was in the mineshaft in which razor remains were found and B, yep. Jenny's remains were not located as part of the search of the surrounding area, which included the clearance of mineshafts in the surrounding area. Um... And the coroner also pointed out that the location of the quad bike is not consistent with them getting off and pursuing a dog on foot. Yeah, it's, nah. yeah. And of course, then then there's the, um, the the stuff we've talked about in previous episodes, and that is the position of Ray's body. Right. Mm. So we talked about Ray's body being slightly underneath the lip the lip of the um. Oh, and by the way, there's this huge thing the coroner goes into, and I'm sure you read the same stuff, Dad. You and I have talked about the—we've uh, talked quite extensively about the fact that Ray's uh, feet and legs were not broken. And mm.
0: um, yeah, on that point, they actually had three mm. doctors say that they believed mm. that he would not have sustained serious leg injuries. Which I found they just and then, of course, the coroner says to the three doctors. Based on what? How, how do you come up with these conclusions? And they all said, "Oh well, we don't really know. We don't, we don't have any clinical evidence to support. We haven't been involved." But they were, they, were, they offered up the, the opinions. So the magistrate, the coroner, then goes off and gets an expert in the field, mm-hmm. who who has had a lot of experience in relation to these types of falls. And the expert, thank God, says to the coroner, which to me is common sense and I think most listeners listening will think hang on if you fall it's regarded as a very high fall it you should have suffered serious injuries to your feet, ankles leg bones possibly your hip and also spine there were no injuries Ray did not fall Mm -hmm. and she says that in her summing up there was no fall She says, or is it too early to sort of jump into what she says in relation to Ray? Uh, that's a good. That's a good question. I um, mean, you know, it just doesn't stack up. What What does stack up is that. Uh, there was someone in the bottom of the shaft with Ray. That's that's her conclusion. And we come back to that little bone, the hyoid bone in in the yes in the neck. Mm-hmm. You know, that also, when you start to put these things together, the broken bone that is often broken as a result of strangulation, the blood at the bottom of the shaft, you would need to have been standing, as, the, as it was postulated last week, Ray would need to have been standing up in the, at the bottom of the shaft and basically standing in his in a pool of his own blood the coroner says it's unlikely that Ray would have been lying on his back and there would have been a lot of blood around as a result of the fall, even though there are no leg injuries, and he may have moved one leg up and then sort of pressed it down in an area that would have enabled the blood to come up into the top of the, you know, the treads in the bottom of his shoes. Okay. Yeah, and there wouldn't be the blood on the petrol can. Um, the yeah, the the blood is obviously
1: an issue. It wouldn't pull that way if it was an accidental fall. Um, skeletal injuries don't line up. Uh, look, let's say it's, let's say it's a homicide. Yeah, right. And again, this is pure speculation. This is just speculation. Let's say it's a homicide. Where yep. is
0: Jenny? How did Jenny die? Let's, What's going on? Let's here? let's don't worry about Jenny just for a sec. Okay, Paul, sure, Paul. It's such a shame that there was such a long period between, you know, the actual discovery of the Mm. the raised body. Mm. Think about the circumstantial, the physical evidence that would have been destroyed. So we know that you have to set up a frame with climbing ropes and pulleys Mm -hmm. to go down to the bottom of a shaft. So... If it's been a murder at the bottom of the shaft, we know that there were at least two people down there. Yeah. Ray's been murdered, so let's let's take that as a given. Okay. Mm-hmm. The person that murdered Ray, after he's murdered Ray, what does he have to do? Uh, hide the body. Well, he didn't really. Didn't. Attempt that. to hide, you know. Yeah, if, if you but if you believe the dragging theory, is the dragging theory. Yeah, but the most important and obvious oh, thing is get, back get out. out of the shaft. Correct. Yes, okay. So yep, they then this person then gets themselves hauls themselves up, mm-hmm. then dismantles the equipment. Right. Which then takes me to a rather sad point, and that is that if this thing had a you know, if we could go back in time and look at things again, mm-hmm. one would have found unbelievable evidence at the top of the shaft because these, these devices are they're based on three points um, you know, that come together. Oh then, right,
1: so there'd be there'd be sort of pinion yes, kind of marks in the rock in and the rock. Uh, carabiners and what? Yeah, okay. So you know. one interesting thing, yeah, interesting thing about climbing is that apparently Ray and Jenny had spent a lot of time practicing had. Uh, abseiling and belaying, and there was no climbing gear no. with any of them. But that seems
0: like a, I don't know, that's an interesting point. Mm, but if you're a murderer, yeah, and you've used this very very important equipment mm-hmm. to get down the shaft. But, Paul, here's the thing I've been waiting four weeks to talk about. Okay. This, I'm serious. To me, this is the most... Um, I'm loathe to word, use the word exciting, but for me, it's, I find this really... Well, I find it very stimulating and exciting to have mm-hmm. you know, had this case to look at, is the, the question of motive. Yeah. Now, to me there are only two motives. First motive was that there was sort of something happening with Mr. Milne and Ray's wife. <coughs> we can pull back to the DNA found on the, the bedding and the pillow, and we discussed last week about the coroner saying she found no evidence of a relationship um i I don't agree with that at all uh, that's the thing about an affair it's secretive but if you discount that theory which I'm going to discount my my theory mm-hmm. is that they discovered the mother load the mother load being gold gold and a lot of it And Mr. Milne, listeners, again, caveat here, it's just a theory, but we do know that gold can send people completely crazy, and imagine that Ray and Mr. Milne are at the bottom of this shaft, and they discover something's happened to trigger a murder. You know, in the beginning, everything was honky-dory. They were friends, and everything just seemed wonderful. You know, maybe they discovered the gold, sort of the mother load, not necessarily in that particular shaft, but if I was to go with you, Paul, to Western Australia, we travel up to this region, we go... I would like to go down that shaft with all the good gear, just the two of us, mm-hmm. and, and really have a good look in that shaft and see whether there's any gold there. To me that's that's you know that would be a good starting point. Or okay. maybe maybe they were just down there and they discovered gold somewhere else. Um in another shaft, maybe they're thinking that the gold possibly links up to you know, they're all interconnected. Mm. Or maybe um, Ray said to Mr. Milne uh, and, and sort of put it to him that he was having an affair with his wife. Look, I, I can't possibly think of any other reasons. It just doesn't make sense. And then, so that's sort of dealt with, you know, Ray's murdered the coroner. That's her opinion. Something happened to him in the shaft. He didn't fall down the shaft. Again, her opinion based on very strong orthopedic evidence in relation to the bones, lack of injuries. And then we've got the question of of, uh, of Jenny. Let's imagine the, murder, the murderer uh, comes back up the top of the shaft and Jenny's there, perhaps sitting by, you know, they've got a bit of a sort of a campfire, having a few cigarettes. Mm-hmm. She doesn't have to know at that point that her husband's at the bottom of the... Shaft. She would, on the balance of probabilities, know that her husband's at the bottom of the shaft, but she certainly wouldn't know that she's dead. But at a certain point, the the person that murdered the husband now has to deal with the wife. And then you can start to say, well, if they were having an affair, would you then kill the person you're having an affair with? Mm, Probably not but I I, I I don't know so i've only got two theories Paul gold and affair do you, do you, what 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 are your thoughts
1: i'm just so aware that the family is still looking for answers. and i don't yeah. I, yeah. I i I, don't, I you know i don't know that i can in good conscience weigh in having said that uh it seems it seems apparent well first of all i don't believe it was an accident i'll say that much i will commit to that much i, I I'm with the coroner I don't think it was an accident um, The idea that it's gold Is really interesting hmm. um, The idea that there's all these people Who saw uh, Raymond and Jenny At different times The idea that the that Mr. Milne Drove back And then drove around the back Of the service station For a sh- apparent shortcut But wasn't clocked on the security camera The fact that times and dates Don't make a lot of sense Um... It's so, this is so strange. And and look, obviously this case is still ongoing and the uh, police, there is a renewed search going on. Um, They're sending drones down the halls to try and find stuff. Obviously, uh, they've got this new evidence and very curious as to what it actually reveals. Hmm. Um, What do you think? I mean, again, speculation is dangerous, but what do you think is going to potentially happen over the coming weeks i say speculation is dangerous mm. and then i prompt you to speculate
0: okay well look it's dangerous work for those people that are going to go down to the bottom of the shafts i believe that they should go down to the bottom of every shaft and dig a lot go down a couple of feet and they may find a body that's that's my opinion but then again if the if the murderer if jenny was murdered and she was still on the surface and she was taken somewhere and buried deep very very difficult i imagine Mm-hmm. To find any remains, you know, the, it's it has been fifteen years, Paul. Imagine something just growing over the, the you know, the the body that had been buried. Fifteen years has it been? Fifteen? It's been a long time. No, uh, the bo- no, eight years. Okay, eight years. Still a long time for things to happen yeah. out in the bush. But but look, Mike, there, I've, yeah. got an- I've got another third theory. Sure, go ahead. Um Just a theory, but we do know that Mr. Milne said that he left a lot of stuff with them, Um, you know, and there's a whole list of things he left and it's, on the surface, it sounds jolly good and very good of him. And let's imagine um, for a minute that he did in fact leave all that equipment with them. Imagine that in all good faith, he didn't wake them up that night and he left and he's completely innocent, which is a possibility, of course, Mm And someone's come in to the, the compound and murdered the couple and taken all that equipment. I mean, that is definitely a theory because all that equipment that he said he left, there's, there's no sign of it. Yeah. Um, but interestingly, Paul, they did thorough DNA testing on Milne's vehicle, thorough, found nothing, nothing incriminating. Mm-hmm. All those people that drove into the, and the, you know, as you know, Paul, as the time went by, there were people that would come by the, the campsite mm-hmm. and sort of, you know, cursory glance. All of those people also, all their vehicles were thoroughly tested, you know, which is great police work and uh, and alternate to no avail. So the, the coroner in her summation, believes that Ray was murdered and believes his wife, Jenny, is deceased. Mm. And imagine being the family. The families. Yeah, you know, And imagine being the family of Milne. Um, that's the problem. It's a big problem. And here we are talking and positing our own theories. And... Like, they're just based on, you know, on, on how we feel about things and the information available. We have, abs- available. Yeah. We have um, zero actual, you know, obviously, I mean, yeah. something extraordinary might come out of all this. And, and, but I think my theory about the gold, because greed is a very, very strong um, and powerful emotion, very, very powerful. And so people. if they find
1: if the police go if they find evidence of gold could mm. that tip the scales a little bit? That's... I think
0: so. Good, good play on words there, Paul. Scales, because as we know, we weigh gold with scales. That was funny. Um, look, it's 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 a great case, Paul, and I think we've sort of we've wrung it out. We've wrung it out dry. We've, mm. you know, and I'd be, you know, curious if uh, any of the listeners have got any other. Uh, other thoughts?
1: I want to know what happens uh, over the coming weeks. I want mm. to keep my eyes peeled and I want to find yeah. out. I want to, yeah, basically, listeners have been really great. You've all been really great at cluing us in and keeping us updated on any uh, developments in these cases. But in this specific case, news just keeps sort of drip feeding out. And any day now,
0: we could have a revelation.
1: Mm. So please feel free to keep us updated. We really yes. appreciate it.
0: Wonderful. Love it. It's been a very, very exciting four parter. It's the first four parter we've ever done. And yep. I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed uh, reading through the coroner's report. Coroner's reports are really interesting, listeners. If, mm. if you want to just get a sense of how thorough they are, it's, it's sort of just... It's like slowing everything down. It's like taking an event that you witness that is condensed into a bit of news feed that lasts 30 seconds... But, of course, behind that 30 seconds are minutes, hours, days, weeks, months, and in this case, years and years of, of, of information that, you know, and, and, and think about detectives working on cases like this, that they're not just working on one case. They've got multiple cases. Mm. And this is remote work. And I've seen some photographs of the uh, of the equipment and the semi trailer, and just the gear that they've brought back up to this location. A lot of work. Um, yeah, a lot of work. Yeah. And Can I just? Um, I'm yes. just
1: going to say something else. I just want to point this out. Um, the primary concern here is the fact that, like you said, Dad, the families, both mm. families on on all sides, are dealing with. They just want to know exactly. They want to know what happened. They need closure. Mm. And the reason we are. I think the reason we are celebrating these new developments is not because we get to do more content. It's because, uh, they might finally have answers because the fact is that if you were missing and the body never showed up, I'd be going crazy until I knew what had happened. So I I think what we want here is we want some certainty. We want evidence. We want a conclusion that helps the families of those concerned, the families of Ray and Jenny, um, you know, just close this chapter of their lives off and, um, grieve properly so we really appreciate you all tuning in with us for the past god the past month on this Mm -hmm. case uh if there's any other developments uh we will check back in on a loose ends yes but and speaking of loose ends that's the next time you'll hear us we're going to be back at the tail end of this week with a brand new episode of loose ends where i believe we're going to be taking a look at what's going on in france right now it is involved and It is, Mm. Jesus, it is contentious. And there's a a lot going on in France right now. And it's uh, all revolving around uh, the police. So we will be talking about that on Loose Ends. In the meantime, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in for this four-part look at the uh, Kellett case. We've really appreciated your company on this journey. Uh, We will see you later on in the week. Take it easy, and uh, we'll see you then. Bye, everyone. Cheerio.